Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Bridget Quinn, and here are today's top local stories. The heartbreaking farewell to the man who left a major league baseball career to serve his fellow New Yorkers as a Port Authority police officer. The funeral is underway for Anthony Varvaro, killed in a car crash Sunday morning. He was on his way to a 9-11 ceremony. Our Carol Dioria is live now for Newsline from Our Lady of Good Counsel Church on Staten Island. Carol. And so I'm outside the church. The funeral mass is actually going to be starting at about 1030. But there are, I would say, a thousand police officers lined up here on Victory Boulevard outside the front of the church already for this very sad day. And um, I guess what we need to say about this police officer was he was a down-to-earth person. So first, as you mentioned, Bridget, he played Major League Baseball, mostly for the Atlanta Braves. Then he joins the Port Authority Police Department in 2016. And then he continues. He gives back to his community. He coached the Snug Harbor Little League Baseball team here on Staten Island. In fact, I'm standing outside the church and I'm looking at 22 young teenagers these are the members of that Snug Harbor Little League team whom he coached. They're standing here very politely and seriously in their khakis and, and polo shirts. And uh, they're here for him. And the president, uh, the superintendent of the Port Authority Police, Office, Police Department said, this is the kind of person they want for the police department. Someone who how to be a really good cop and someone who gives to the community. He was just a model person and that's why they had him. His most recent assignment was as an instructor in the Port Authority Police Academy. He taught other people to do what he did. And so today, a very final farewell. It begins at 10.30. Carol Deoria, 10.10 Wins Live, outside Our Lady of Good Council Church. And Carol, you mentioned he was a coach to those kids also children of his own, right? Oh, yeah. He has four young children and a wife. And interestingly enough, you know, um, they frequently start a GoFundMe page. Um, it has now uh, has about $350,000 in that GoFundMe page because they're young and they have to go through their whole lives and the mother is going to have a lot of responsibilities raising them. And so hopefully uh, this will help, and she probably has a mortgage on the house. There's going to be a lot ahead of her, and so this will be give them a good start. All right, Carol, live there on Staten Island. We thank you, Carol. An update now on migrants arriving here in New York City, on Martha's Vineyard, and at Vice President Kamala Harris's residence. First, with the city's homeless system stressed because of the busloads of migrants from Texas, is Mayor Adams considering a change to the city's right to shelter, guaranteed by the courts for more than 35 years. Adams says the city's practices need to be reassessed. A spokesman later clarifying, saying, we are not trying to get rid of right to shelter. Right to shelter is law. Well, this morning, the mayor is in Hell's Kitchen at a city resource center. Our Samantha Liebman is there and joins us live. Sam. And Bridget, Mayor Adams this morning highlighting how the city is assisting asylum seekers. A floor of the Red Cross here set up with nonprofits and city agencies providing help. Including legal services, school enrollment, and health care. 
foundational items to help families move forward. But overshadowing it, the Legal Aid Society once again accusing City Hall of violating the right to shelter law when earlier this week, 60 men slept on intake center floors. The mayor and spokesman Fabian Levy saying they were placed the next day, but when pressed about what they meant about reassessing the law, they had nothing concrete. We're going to look at the practices that have been put in place that we're not legally required to do. The practices. There's a multitude of practices. We're going to look at them, and then we will circle back when we, if we have enough. The mayor's chief counsel hinted that may include the time frame to find a bed for someone, but Levy also backtracked on that. Samantha Liepman, Tim Tim Wins, live in Hell's Kitchen. And Sam, can you speak to exactly how taxed the shelter system <clears throat> is right now? I mean, they've opened up like two dozen emergency shelters already, and it's still not enough, apparently. Um, they're also opening up intake centers, more intake centers. Um, but the it is strange, and the mayor keeps saying that they need federal help to address the problem. To Ozone Park, Queens now were robbers wearing scream masks and carrying an assault rifle held up a smoke shop. Live details from our Glenn Chuck. Glenn. And uh, no injuries, fortunately, in the midst of this that happened last night, Bridget, about 6 o'clock. But again, that video and some pictures we got from the NYPD, from Crime Stoppers up at uh, 1010winds.com, from inside Brianna's World Smoke Shop on 109th Avenue, not far from the Van Wick. These three suspects barge on in again about 6 last night. Two of them had handguns. The other, as you will see in this video in the pictures, that assault rifle with that mask that you mentioned, the ghost face mask from the movie Scream as a disguise. Now, the people inside terrified as many as a dozen customers, Bridget. You'll see in this video, they, uh, the customers and employees seen in the video putting their hands up in the air as these thieves then take about $3,000 in cash from the register that's on a glass case and then two smartphones from uh, two of the employees. We are told, again, nobody was hurt but an intense find, uh, manhunt to try to find them. Again, any information goes to Crime Stoppers, and we'll keep you updated. Bridget? In Little Italy, the 11-day Feast of San Gennaro is getting underway today. The 11-day Feast taking over 11 blocks of Mulberry Street filled with food, games, and music, but Vice President John Frenda says they don't forget the significance. It's in our blood. It's something that we look forward to every year, uh, honoring the patron saint of Naples, uh, who's very important to the people from from the Naples region. Monday, a mass in procession with the statue of San Gennaro, the feast this year also honoring America and veterans. I think America needs it right now. Uh, the divisions in America are so you know, so strong and it, it's it's problems. And, and of course, there's also fun, which includes pizza and cannoli eating contests. We want everyone to come to this feast, enjoy it, have a good time. The feast continues through September 25th. Samantha Liepman, Tintin wins in Manhattan. A Queens man has been charged with punching a Jewish man in the face while yelling anti-Semitic comments at him. This happened Tuesday morning at about 1140 in Far Rockaway. The 58-year-old victim was walking on Beach 25th Street and Beach Channel Drive. The Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz says 34-year-old James Purcell started punching the victim in the face while yelling, shut up, Jew, quote, I will make you shut up. The victim was able to point out his attacker to cops on the street, but Purcell ran off and fought with cops. He is now charged with assault as a hate crime, harassment, and resisting arrest. The city council is launching not one but two investigations into the water crisis at the Nysha Jacob Reese houses. 
One is focusing on a timeline on when NYCHA learned about supposed arsenic poisoning in the water at Jacob Rees and how that was communicated to residents. The second will center on other water quality issues at NYCHA developments. The city says the positive arsenic tests at the Jacob Rees houses were faulty. But even though the crisis appears to have been a false alarm, there are still questions about how it was all handled. Thanks for listening to the all local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.